thanks for coming out. It's not easy to talk about. Losing a son is... No one should ever go through that. Part of the reason for talking to the media is, you know, to, to raise awareness of, unfortunately, a, a knife-carrying um, culture in youths today that we need to eliminate, and that's our purpose at the moment is to make sure that happens. I have been in your socials and mm. had a look, and he just looks to me like that very rare breed, a, a teenager that just really loved hanging out with his family. Obviously, every parent says that. Their son is special, but one of the things about Balin is that he was such uh, an outgoing, fun-loving, laid-back. I, I used to laugh that, you know, he's that laid-back, he's laying down. Um, <laughs> he never was heady at all. He was a, a really easy, you know, child to, to be around, and that was proven by just the amount of, you know, kids that are, are formed part of our family now. You know, one of the rules that my wife Carolyn sort of insisted on from day one is any child that walks into the house would have to come and introduce themselves to us and um, and tell them tell us a little bit about themselves. And you would have seen we had a tribute to Balin um, on Wednesday, and there was 150, maybe 200 kids to that. And out of that entire crowd, there was maybe two or three kids that I didn't recognise. Most of them had been in this house. And, um, if you have a look at the lounge room, there's lots of seating and the reason is is because we were the entertainer or, or he was the entertainer for the so for the group. You were always a hub and, and the kids always came and I'm loving it. It's breaking my heart a little mm. bit to be here and be in your home and there's just so much evidence of Balin and I think... My favourite thing is there's a sign on your door of your lounge room and it says, stop, is this room clean? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I love that sign because yeah. uh, you were just always in touch with him. Even yeah, when... look, look, you know, as much as we love Balin, he wasn't perfect. Um, <laughs> we would say to him, put the dishes away, put them in the dishwasher. So we go to the kitchen and yes the dishes were put away but all the knives and forks are still left out so you, <laughs> you know. said dishes yeah. yes right <laughs> you were clear oh, well he followed instructions well let's say that. So, he was a bit of a trickster a bit of a character would you know try and scare you you know at night or you know scare mum a lot so yeah and he should have been starting year 11 yes. this week yes that's right he's schooling he, he went to Bedina throughout in, at primary school so hence a, a local boy and then off to grammar and he had year seven and eight basically most of eight at grammar school and a couple of reasons COVID and you know he wanted to be around his uh, friend group that was going to uh, Kiwana uh, State School. So we allowed him to go Kiwana State School and uh, what was a bit of a surprise is halfway through last year, Balin came to us and said that, you know, getting on in his formative years and education, he wanted to go back to grammar and give himself the best opportunity to you know, sort of do well at school and, and in life in, in the future. So, Michael, what's the message you want to get out to the community? I guess th- we were blindsided by this knife-carrying culture that, that's out there. You know, I read a statistic that in 11 months um, in the previous year that there was 4,551 arrests made around youths carrying knives. Now, when you think about that statistic, that's Queensland, that's 11 months that's who got caught. 
what's the number that didn't get caught or mm. don't come, you know, somebody like Balin or, you know, the boy that was allegedly said Balin um, or his friends, you know, they, they've never been in trouble with the police. Oh. So what, what is the number that he's carrying knives? And it, I guess they carry them because they think they're protection, but they're not protection. That's right, yeah. Since this has all happened, um, I've been a bit of a father figure to 50 or 60-odd kids that have been through the house every day talking about it. Not one person carries a knife for malice. Not one person carries a knife because they want to hurt somebody. They carry a knife for protection. Mm. They think if they don't have a knife, then they're under arms. So... How did we as a society let that happen, that our children think they have to protect themselves by carrying yeah. a weapon? And even if it sits in their shoulder bag for weeks, goes unnoticed, it's only really a matter of time before, if they do find themselves in a confrontation, 100%. they no. may pull it out for all the wrong reasons. And it's, it's so final, isn't it? It is. Look, that night, those events were, were a fight, fight or flight um, scenario and hence a knife was used and um, it was one single um, blow that ended Balin's life and we know we were on scene minutes after it happened the the young boy was distraught that he had that his action had led to that consequence it's not intentional from anybody's point of view about carrying a knife from what I understand it's you know fight or flight and you don't know how you're going to react in a in a certain circumstance and I understand that Balin's injury was such that if he had have been at hospital when it happened they wouldn't have been able to save him he was yeah. he he was lost in an instant yeah um, unfortunately yeah the, the knife hit hit his heart so um and there's no from what we understand um there's no recovery from that. Maybe if you're on an operating table, you, you might have a chance, but anywhere else, that, it's not going to happen. So, Okay, so bin the blade. Mm-hmm. That's the hashtag. Yep. That's the message. Yeah, bin the blade for Balin. It's an online awareness program that we're putting together. We've put a website on, we've put a Facebook page on, an Insta page. We want everybody to sort of see this message. Kez and I, this is all very raw at the moment, but we... We'll look at, you know, whether this turns into a full-blown foundation, whether it turns into a charity, whether whether it turns into me visiting schools with the police um, and their knowledge and, and running some sort of awareness program for kids just to, you know, change the culture. We are, deter- <laughs> we are determined to change. Um, yeah, we're t- determined to change these kids' mindset, that's for sure. I just can't believe your composure, mate. You and your your family are just holding it together and my heart just goes out to you. I wish I had some words that could give you some comfort. I guess there is no words and holding it together, it's a massive rollercoaster ride. Um, But I guess one of the things that has, you know, some good come out of this is just seeing our friends, our family and the broader community, the Bedina community in particular, but the broader community has just reached out to us and you know, I've explained it to a few people because you just said you have no words and most people don't have words, but just showing us the love and support and understanding of this 
situation, our hearts have been shattered into a billion pieces and every time somebody puts, you know, gives us a little bit of support, one piece goes back together. So, yes, there's 999,998 <laughs> to go, but I mean, little by little you, we'll put our lives back together. You've seen the community support. Yeah. And on that note, the celebration for Balin, mm-hmm. Thursday... Yeah, Thursday, 10 o'clock at the Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's a celebration of life for, for Balin. Obviously, friends and family, but also if, if Balin touched you in any way, we're quite happy to have as many people who wish to pay their respects to, to be there and also, um, you know, celebrate just such an awesome young child. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I um, heard a story from um, a really dear friend of yours about a kid that was in Balin's primary school mm. that just came up to you and found you and you didn't even know this kid and he wanted you to know that Balin was the one kid that was good to him in primary school. Yeah, it was actually high school. Yeah, he was in high school and so this young boy you know, said, do you remember me? Um, you know, he'd greatly changed since then and um yeah he he mentioned that you know Balin took him under his wing and was one of the very few people that you know sort of paid him the the time of day one of the few kids that had him over at his house and yes he stayed over at our house and you know I remember him from those days and that was Balin like he had the cool kids hanging around him he had the awkward kids you know around him it's a bit like his music you know we, we laugh about his stranger taste in music from the heavy rap sort of style of music to to Japanese opera um, <laughs> where does he get that from I got no idea <laughs> with his mother they share the gambler as one of their favorite songs oh. and they that was the way he was with his friends well we thank you so much for your time the next couple of days are going to be really hard for you mm. many years are going to be very hard for you but the Sunshine Coast is going to hold you in their heart and I believe that the work that you're going to do to bin the blade for Balin is going to change a lot of kids' lives. We'll be with you every step of the way. Thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate giving me this platform to just let people know. Talk to your kids. Just talk to your kids and, and make sure that they fully understand. A silly action can lead to dire consequences.